This week on the BAMFCAST, I reject your reality and substitute my own. One star, we're in. All right, and welcome to the BAMFCAST. Hey, 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 BAMFCAST. Episode 590. Or 590. Woohoo. Woohoo. Uh, so I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. Uh, I'm BJ. And what we do each and every episode of this year BAMFCAST is uh, we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie that we come here and talk about, and then eventually they get ratings. Good yes. bad movies, enjoyable bad movies, they get 1-5 jocks and robot jocks. Yes. Hell yes. We like robot jocks, if you couldn't tell. See, but however, there are truly bad bad movies, nothing redeemable, they get 1-5 bags and some giant bags of trash in which they belong. Gross. Ooh. Get them out, toss them in the bin. Don't look back. Well, speaking of the bin, we are still clearing ours out. I don't yeah. know if it's a good bin or I mean, not necessarily a bin like in the trash sense, but more of a place that we keep our DVDs, Blu-rays, and VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. Um, we are watching 1984's The Dungeon Master, or AKA also AKA Rage, Rage War. War. Yeah, because Rage R- War is a terrible name. Yeah, it is because Richard Ball passed away, and we wanted to honor him in the only way we know possible. Is to watch him by movie. watching a Charles Band seventy-three minute movie <laughs> <laughs> called The Dungeon Master. Fair enough, Bader. <laughs> ha! Got him. Uh, yeah. So, um, man, where to even start? This is a. Would we say like we jokingly call things like 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 things are a Spike Lee joint? Uh, you know, we will jokingly mm-hmm. say like this is a Charles Band joint, but in this case, it really is because it's a. It's a total joint venture. I believe it's like eight <laughs> directors. Like yeah, eight I other think there's seven segments. Yeah. Uh, I actually, I actually kept track of them in my notes because I was like, "Oh, we're gonna forget." Like one right. of these, we're just not gonna remember. And all, then all somebody's is, gonna write in and be like, "Why did you talk about that part? It's my favorite." All I know is one guy's name is Blucher or something like that. It's David Blucher. It's not that. It's just every time his name yeah. came up, I neighed. But it's basically his his uh, or whinnied his house group in 1984. Like, like whoever was working on a movie for him at the time got a segment in this movie. Yeah. So it kind of, but the thing is also like, it's kind of an anthology, but they all kind of don't feel distinct from each other. They just feel like different settings. Yeah. It's, it's a series of vignettes mm-hmm. theoretically directed by somebody else, but there's no way you could tell Yeah, if you, if you did not have that, that knowledge. That credit in the in the beginning of the movie. You, mm-hmm. And the extended one in the end. Yeah, and them. all 700 minutes of credits afterwards. Yeah. Because this movie is... It's probably really only about 64 minutes. minutes. Yeah. 64 minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then long, slow credits. Yeah. So think about this before we get into all of it. Framing device in the beginning. Get, get, get your characters, establish them, all that. Uh, maybe... 45 seconds at the end when they get back. <laughs> yeah. At yeah. The, and yeah, your basic setting and, is and you, seven uh, segments mm-hmm. in between that. So you basically got eight, eight segments of movie in 73 minutes. Right. Yeah. And our main character Go. is Paul. <laughs> Probably um, eight, eight minutes a piece. Yeah. Paul is a, uh, Paul is a plosive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Paul, Paul's a computer, uh, engineer, I guess. No, he's a, he's, his job is like yeah. bullshit printer repairman. 
He I mean, that even... was high end in the time this. Oh, bullshit came. printer repairman. Yes. I mean, the thing is, like, I there was classes with him. There college. was like four people that could do that in 1984. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Just, well, all you had to do to repair printers in 1984 was like change the ribbon or get the you know get the tracks back on. Mm-hmm. That's but, it. But yeah, I. But he also is a, a amateur inventor because he's yeah. invented Google Glass. Uh, basically, he has augmented reality glasses. Which yeah, is, with an AI companion yeah, sort it, of thing. Yeah, it has like a, you know, the mainframe is back at, back at home and it's named Cal. I mean, it has a longer name, um, which we'll get to. But yeah, uh, yeah, and it, it's, that's where the brains are, but he can just wear these, you know, horn rim glasses wherever and, you know, get AR stuff. Giant glasses. Yeah, they're huge. Glasses. huge. Um, what, what, who's the actor that p- played him, uh, plays Paul? Do you have that shit pulled up? I thought you had all the info. I I was turning. I to do have like, all the information, oh. but uh, Paul was played by Jeffrey Byron. Yeah, I only bring it up because, like, especially in the beginning, before he gets sort of uh, future medievaled up for the dungeon mastering, uh, he has a very strong vibe of what would happen if you took Dirk Benedict and. Um, Dwight Schultz and like merged him into one person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like it's like he's Dwight. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like you know, face and and uh, and uh, Howling Mad Murdoch from A Team, like put them together into one person. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of because yeah. he's like kind of kind of handsome, like Dirk Benedict, but like also kind of goofy looking, like Dwight Schultz. Yeah. No offense. Um, I mean, so he's he also has this sort of like, like vaguely cocky sense about him, right? Mm-hmm. Because he's like a he's a runner, um, and you know every people who run. Yeah. Um, Especially those that run for office. Right. <laughs> but like he tells his coworker, like, <laughs> I, I don't need a ride home from work. I run home from work. You know that every day. <laughs> but then in, I don't even own a TV. Right. I I'm also CrossFit. vegan. Right. <laughs> um, Fucking I have a gluten allergy. <laughs> but he's also just sort of generally cocky in all the rest of the situations he's in. He's like, ah, I, <laughs> don't worry. I've got uh, me on my side and also Cal. <laughs> It'll be fine. Uh, it's kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he yeah. is uh, dating, besides his computer, he's dating Gwen. Yep. Who, uh, in I think in reality, reality, I don't know if she's actually an actress, or but we are introduced to her in a dance studio, kind of doing aerobics, but it's clearly a dance routine. Mm-hmm. Um because they're all yeah. synchronized stuff, <laughs> and it's it's just another way to pad some time and ladies and spandex, I guess. But yep, uh, yeah, she comes home and it's it's kind of just like, all right, we're back together, and then it's like the movie kind of becomes deeper than it is, but without any actual writing to back it up. I mean, if you have art that's empty enough, you 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 tend to infer your own yeah, meaning you into fill it. Fill in the blanks, yeah. Yourself. Um, and I'm saying that, like, the, the way the movie is presented is, like, it could be an argument is that this is all a, a manifestation of, like, their I- issues with commitment. Because he's basically mm-hmm. like, we should get married. And she's like, you love your machine and your career more than me. And I don't want to just be a wife. And he's like, uh, what's wrong with that? Yeah, what's like, so bad about yeah. that? Anyway, let's go wrong to the bedroom. Where question. I, let's go to the bedroom where I can keep all your attention. And then we're sleeping. And... Thus, the dream sequence and the actual yeah. plot of the movie begins. I will say, there's a dream sequence in the beginning that is completely unrelated right. to anything else yes. with a different chick that is not Gwen. Correct. I thought that was Gwen. No. It's oh. a different actress. She's a, she's in Vicious Lips later on. But Okay. Yeah. But but no, that, that Someone woman, with a full nudity clause who I don't think Gwen Yeah. Yeah. yeah, full frontal 
all that. Yeah. <laughs> Charles yes. Band's like, here's what you want. <laughs> First five minutes. Yeah. And you're not gonna getting it anywhere else in the movie. Ha nah. Ha, gotcha. Uh yeah, but but it it is all slow motion, and that was when we kind of knew what we were in for because we're like, this has been going on for like five minutes with no dialogue, yeah, he, all slow motion, he, he and her none like of a, it makes sense. He chases her through a water treatment plant first that then they go underground and it morphs into a prison mm-hmm. because there's clearly bars and cells on the door, yeah. and uh, but then she just disappears through a crack in the wall, and then she's suddenly in like a fantasy bed with 80s yeah. music videos, smoke everywhere, yeah. and naked, and... There's your, oh, there's, your, there's your there's your quotient, and then uh, goblins come out of the wall and take her away. Knock him out, take yeah. her away, and then he wakes up. Right, or then it goes to credits. Right, and yeah. then suddenly they're just like, "Hey, he's at work." Mm-hmm. So we've already had one dream sequence that makes no sense. Nope, but there it is. Cue the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. So now he now he wakes basically in the underworld. Uh, well, I think he I think maybe he has to like go through a trial to even get to like Richard Mall's. Uh, What's his name? Maltesa? Uh, what's his name? I don't know. Um, Mephistopheles. Mef- yeah. uh, Mestizo, no. Um, He's uh, Mestima. Mestima. Okay. Yeah. Mestima. Uh, yeah, so Miasma is like, uh, I, you got to do a trial, and also I got your lady, and if you don't do it, uh, you're both dead, and you don't have a choice. Yeah, and he, his rationale for pulling Paul into this is because... He's like the Lord of Magic, which and and Paul he's is the devil. Yeah, yeah. The Paul's little wrist thing, which is the, his version of Cal, that's in the dream. Which is weird because the devil guy gives him this enhanced go anywhere version of it. Yeah, like it's, yeah, he it's says on, this it's is on like a wrist gauntlet. Yeah. He says, uh, "I've brought you here. You have this sort of magic that I find that I haven't fought before. So here you go." And he waves his hand, and suddenly Cal has the wristband thing. He's like, "All right." You may use your magic to try to defeat me. You will not be able to, but you may try. I, I find this interesting. Let's go. Yeah. Fight and me. And I'll say this. Richard Paul seems to me. be having a hell of a lot of fun doing this. Uh, he does wherever he goes. I mean, yeah. uh, I also, uh, unrelated to his passing, just recently watched House for the first time. And, I mean, even even there, it's just, you want me to go for it? Fine. <laughs> yeah. But, He's not ashamed. We appreciate that about. Yeah, him. I appreciate all all committed actors. Yeah. I also someone who has spent more of their life uh, working in, in around uh, technology and IT and stuff than than not. Uh, I refuse to believe that the devil is not aware of the of technology <laughs> yeah. and the inherent evil therein. Right. I don't. The devil I, invented printers. And yeah. We know I don't that think it took fact. till 1984 before he was like, "What? What is this computer like?" Mm-hmm. Maybe that's he was, why he knew, like, because. Uh, because Paul was the printer fixer, he was like, "Oh, ha, ha. Mm. he can fix, he can fix even the things that I create." That son of a bitch, Paul. Yeah, he's uh, my nemesis now. I'm bringing him to my world. Yeah, we also forgot to mention another nonsensical dream sequence, because the first time he falls asleep with Gwen, he sees her swimming in a pool and tries to get to her. Right. And there's an invisible barrier, and somehow he gets, like, yeah, burnt to death. Yeah, he's melting. Like, the inside of wherever he is is really hot, so it's, like, a slow, slow peel. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just every time they cut away, he's got more skin bubbling Yeah, up. they do some pretty good... I, like, I just enjoy the makeup work on it, sure. so I wanted to mention it. But, yeah, and then he wakes up, and he's in his apartment. And yeah. then he goes out to, the like, the middle of the room, 
and then get zapped into right. the, the dream and then is presented with, okay, here's your gauntlet. You have to take me on and win these challenges to I, escape. I, I can only assume a fair amount of uh, marijuana was generally involved in most Charles Band joints. I don't know. I won't, I don't want to just... I mean, if they were Charles Band joints. Yeah, I, I just... I But I, I can just see... The pitch idea of this just being a room full of bean bags and people stoned off their ass, and it's like we kind of like want to make the Twilight Zone movie, but like Mad Max, and also D and D's really hot right now, right? And and uh, also a little Tron, maybe. Uh, can we do all that together? It, to me, it feels like this was made during a forty-eight hour film festival. And each person got their segment and they got one pass at it. And they're like, we got 48 hours. We got to make this thing. And they made their thing and then didn't go back and be like, you know what? We could probably fix it with this. You know, they like script filming. Everything had to be like 48 hours. You're fucking cut off. Because that's how every one of these feels. It feels like those unfinished 48 hour film films where it's like, I kind of see what you were going for, but it just didn't work. Everybody got a day of shooting with Jeff Byron and Leslie yeah. Wing. Yeah, because... And they might have found the props and stuff first and built the yeah. script around it. That's almost what it feels like. Yeah, because yeah. the, the common thread through all of them is the conflict is resolved in like three seconds. Every single one of them, it's yeah. like, what's happening? What are we doing? Oh, okay. Fixed. Well, that's what happens when you have like eight minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but but they all kind of follow that same thing, where it's just like you literally wrote this as you were filming it, like like, like you were literally saying lines off camera to the guy to say, like because right. you hadn't written them yet. Yeah, al- almost every uh, vignette uh, solution is basically the shadow of colossus rules like i'm just saying like it's you, tappy tap into the into the thing usually and then there's it does something thing. glowing somewhere mm-hmm. like it's yeah. a crystal that he will shoot and that will make him zap or sometimes it's a giant colossus with a you know actual red jewel in the center of its head because they do a, a like a harryhausen sort of stop motion matte painting thing uh mm-hmm. yeah i mean i know i'm jumping around but it's just like almost all of them are like shoot the shoot the glowy bit and you'll move on to the next stage yeah so yeah, uh, I don't even really necessarily know or care to say them in whatever order they happen in because it's not. I can it's not tell really... you. Okay, fine. It's, it's, it's kind of it's sort of inconsequential as to what when yeah. they happen. Yeah, uh, they really you could put them in all sorts of order right. and it really wouldn't matter except maybe the last one. But even then, that one doesn't make any sense. Yeah, not really. Yeah, because it also feels like the the Star Wars sequel trilogy where it's like everyone who made them just didn't talk to anybody who made the other ones. Mm-hmm. They're just like, all right. But like, oh, I didn't even watch it. I just figured I'd make up my own shit as I went along. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's that's how they all feel as well. They're like, right. hey, yeah, what's the characters' names again? All right. Yeah. They're, they're Paul yeah. and Gwen. Cool. And then there's, yeah. there's Mahatma over there. Okay, cool. Yeah. Because so they agree to the whole thing. Uh, Richard Maul does this knighting thing where he like. And also he's he's transported Paul into <laughs> what looks like felt mail armor yeah it's it's not even armor it's just cloth like quilted cloth armor it's it's not even quilted it, it is, looks like felt mm-hmm. it is future gray 
But it's got like it's got like stitching lines through yeah. it to give it a sense of like and he's paddedness. Yeah, but he's got like a black body leotard underneath. Yeah, and that's I, I, it. I am future gray, by the way. I've, I've come from present gray. Yeah, well, well, that's yeah. what I mean. I've I've, <laughs> I've come from now. To, uh, I'm going back to the past in a minute okay. to tell other people like, chill out, watch your stress levels. Yeah, yeah, but uh, the, so they're like, all right, fine, well, I'll do it because I'm Paul. Yeah, because he's, he's like, <laughs> and I kind of don't have a choice anyway. Like, what am I supposed this to do? Is, you know, I run seven miles a day, right? <laughs> this is the most Tron thing about it, besides the fact that he's more or less sucked into a computer program to begin with. I mean, his yeah. this outfit is very it's kind of Tron like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's Tron without like the headache inducing sure. glowy bits. Yeah. Glowy bits. Okay, more Tron Legacy then. <laughs> no, Tron Legacy. Good. Well, that's right. Original he's... Tron sucks. All right, it, here you go, everybody. Uh huh. Original Tron, I know you love it. It fucking sucks, and it gives me a headache to watch. Sorry. Anyway, I'd ra- I'd I'd almost rather watch this. More okay. things happen in this. Well, sure. I, I, yeah. Tron. I'm just saying, whether <laughs> or not you Tron like it, in 1981, Tron was a big or 82 it was a big yeah. fucking deal. When it I came know. Out. It was a, like I I respect why how it was made. All okay, that. Sure. There's a reason nobody's made a movie that looks like that again. Because Tron fucking sucks. Because we have better computers now. Yeah, we do. But uh, anyway, they get they get Troned out to. Um, <laughs> it's a room where there's all these frozen killers. Basically, oh yeah, the frozen killers, all, all the killers, and, and Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein. <laughs> yeah, I. I mean, to he be fair, encourage the. Creation I, I was going to say bomb. if if you know if he hadn't helped make you know in the Manhattan Project a lot, then yeah. But I I wouldn't directly call him a killer. No. But yeah, there's like it's like Jack the Ripper and a guy who's supposed to be like I'm assuming Genghis Khan and a Zulu warrior, several yeah. racist caricatures. Yeah, yeah. But uh, then there, yeah, there's a then there's also like a Wolfman and a mummy. I think. Just, uh, yes. Yeah. You know the famous Wolfmans of London. Like you know. said, they had a bunch of props. They had a bunch of costumes, and they're like, "What can we do with this? Is it Wolf we Man? have 48 hours? Is, is it Wolfman or Wolfmans? I'm not sure if it." Wolfmen. Do they Wolfman. inherit the the plural of men as well? I suppose. Wolfmen. Wolfsmen. Yeah. yeah. I have to check by. <laughs> it's Wolfman, Wolfman, and Wolfman. <laughs> Attorneys at law. Yeah. Harvey Wolfman. Mm-hmm. Attorneys by night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, it, so it's a cold room. They're all frozen, and uh, Gwen is there, and she's like, "Hey, it's really cold, Paul. Come help me." And he takes so long to get to the other room that she has frozen over. By the time he gets close, well, yeah. and and meanwhile, the devil Richard Mall goes, "How about if I turn up the heat?" And so, then yeah. everyone starts thawing out and attacking them. Except Einstein, he was way too cool. Yeah, he didn't thaw in time. He was also holding the the cold crystal. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. very important. Yeah, but this is also like any action in these is very much. Uh, stage play action. Oh yeah, where you're like they're three feet away and they have to move like half a step towards you and go. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of like I'm making a threatening motion towards you and I'm just kind of swaying back and forth and yeah. So she gets threatening motions and people sway back and forth at her and then Paul comes in and uh, they pushes the monsters away, sees that Albert Einstein has a crystal, chucks it on the ground it like shoots lasers out of itself and zaps them out of the room. Yeah. 
and then they get tra- transported out of the room back to Richard Mall. Yeah, if, if there's a common set location, it's this hell tribunal wherever they are. Yeah, <laughs> there's cliffs. There's a bunch. Of, there's some chains to chain up Gwyn. Yep. Richard Mull stands on the top of the cliffs. Yeah, sometimes he has a throne. Sometimes he doesn't. Yeah. I mean, he can conjure a throne. You know, he's the fucking he devil. He is the devil. Stuff, yeah. 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 I'd be pissed if I couldn't conjure a throne and I was the devil. And they just keep having brief conversations that kind of don't make any sense either. Hmm. This is when they? Uh, oh, is this when they have the music battle or no? Because uh, I mean, I, I know eventually they do. They do in a little bit. Yeah, oh, but uh, I another one first. Sorry. Yeah. Well, well, from here they go to the realm of the dead. Oh, where Paul gets zapped there. Gwen is not there at all, but he gets zapped there, and uh, some zombies come up and start trying to attack. Good zombie makeup. Yeah. Props to them. Good Prop, like. Props to the props. Yeah. Props to the the makeup costuming department. Like good good ass zombies. And uh, he basically just chops a head off here, chops an arm off there. It's but, not very. It's not very climactic. No. It, he just sees them crawling up to him and goes, oh, and then kicks one over, grabs its sword, and then chops its head off. Yeah, he does a little dee dee on his yeah. on his arm computer, mm-hmm. and it tells him ostensibly what to do. He just kicks the one, Yeah, and it drops its sword. It's But they start to wake up, and then he's like, ah, crap. So then he runs around a corner, and that's when he meets a little goblin guy sitting on a throne. Yeah. Uh, if, you're, called, if you're watching their live stream, is taking the place of uh, the artist formerly known as Chuck. Yeah, uh, is it what's his name? Is it Ratskin? Rat Spit. Rat, rat Spit. spit. Yeah. Okay, Spit Rat. He yeah. calls him Spit Rat. Raw, raw Rat Spit. Yeah, but it, this is a little puppet on a throne with a little crystal on a staff, and he's just like, "This is the realm of the dead," and it's, deal with it. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of. He's like, "Are you going to be able to solve my whatever?" and um, and Paul just uh, once again do- goes on his wrist computer and just fires a little laser at, at Rat the crystal. Spitz crystal, yeah. and it's done. And Rat Spitz well, well, like, ah, well, first shit. he has to face himself. He yeah, it, face it the, zaps yeah. the zombies yeah. that are in the room. They, mm-hmm. get, they, they get troned out again. And then he's like, well, how about your future self? And it's Paul in his felt outfit <laughs> shambling towards himself. And then Paul's just like, huh? Okay, and then just kind of crosses his arms and stares at it, and apparently that's what defeats it. Well, he's just, yeah, he's like, this is your future, and, and this is, I believe this is, is this where we get the line? or is, Yes, this yeah, is where we yeah. get the line. Yeah, the, uh, well, the, the, the famous, famous Mythbusters yeah, line. Yeah, the, the now famous Mythbusters line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... I mean, we should probably reiterate, it's in, the, it's, I mean, it's our intro thing, but yeah, this is where he's, basically, he, he does the whole, he, he explains the multiverse to Satan, basically, he's just like, that's a possible you know, outcome of my reality. It's not what's happening to me. He basically just uses the power of positive thinking is like, if I believe like Bill and Ted style, then that's not how I'm going to end up. I'm not going to. He, he just blatantly rejects destiny, yeah. which we yeah. all know is true and real. Yeah. yeah. But this is when he does the, uh, I reject your reality and substitute my own, but much more I'm acting yeah. style. Yep. And then he gets zapped back to our, uh, our framing area or staging area. I yeah. should say it really feels like this segment lasts like four minutes. Yeah. And I think the one before felt like it lasted four minutes. These first few feel real yeah. short. Yeah. Uh, but that's when they get into, is this where they do the dragon fight? I think so. I think he comes back and, uh, and Satan's like, I thought that like, was later, but he's like, uh, do you, do you like imagine dragons? And, yeah. uh, 
He's like, would you like to imagine dragons coming out of our respective magical devices? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you like to literally imagine dragons yeah. with me? So, yeah, they have some Don Bluth dragons. Well, I mean, Don Shitty Bluth. Like, Don, if he was a part of the, uh, the Bluth family from Arrested Development. What, was Evil Tunes yeah. a Charles Band thing, or was that? Probably. Or is that? Yeah, I, I think, think that Actually, I think it's a Jim Wynorski oh, thing. But, but either way, it's like. They put these dragons in the sky, but I swear they did like literally four frames of animation on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's an orange dragon and a purple dragon. They sort of menace each other, and then they're like, "Well, I guess we have a dragon impasse. Uh, we'll go back to our techno devices." And that's mm-hmm. when he's like, "Do you like Imagine Dragon? I mean, do you like music? And and would you like to hear this hellish cacophony I have? Mm-hmm. And it's just you know dissonant violence, just noise, and, yeah." Yeah, it's just you know your standard horror music. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it does sort of sync up score. with the, you know the the devil went down to Georgia, all, what he was playing. Right, and the devil went down to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Right, if you put that record on at the beginning of this movie, uh, right when the yeah, by oh, the wait, time it's over, this well, there is no be lions over. roar because this movie just fucking starts. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, but it, it, Paul's like, oh yeah, well I got this, and he plays some like generic early eighties rock tune, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like, fine you're doing this and then just like there's a lot of just richard ball just going ah and then just waving at the camera and and uh beams come out of his hand this is richard mall plus presses play on your spotify recommendation playlist yeah Yeah. this is when uh the worst thing that could possibly happen happens is he's sent to the suburbs because he's surrounded by a wasp (laughs) yes Uh, the band yeah Uh, Yeah, the band wasp he is at a wasp concert yeah um I can't dispute that. I didn't see any people of color in this audience. Yeah. Yeah. I, so think about your generic early 80s metal show. This is, it's got everything. And, yeah. and this is it. There's the dudes on the stage uh, playing the song Tormentor. Tormentor's honestly not the worst song. Like, no, okay, it's, the, it ain't bad. The content of Tormentor is bad because yeah. there are, you know, there are mentions of things that we don't want to happen to people, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it plays out sort of like an sounds, Alice, it's sort of like an Alice Cooper song. I mean, yeah, I'm just yeah. saying it's very like versatile, like you know, like I'm gonna do this and I, I may not do that, and it's just and like torment, yeah. 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 yeah, and they open this these That's two doors that have torment <laughs> tormentor written on them, and it's Gwen, and she's tied up, and she's in like a you know heavy metal chick outfit, right? And classic uh, heavy metal. Yeah, I, I will say the lead singer has uh, arm like a jacket that has half of a circular saw blade like at various intervals along there and i'm like that's a cool jacket it's it's good good well one arm's I that and the other it. arm's like just uh broken off bolts isn't it like i mean the yeah, other, yeah, i think I the think other so. side is like all yeah like industrial bolts sticking yeah. out yeah but but all this all this sequence involves is paul pushing his way through the crowd to get up to the stage to have the lead singer promptly bop him in the forehead with his guitar and zap him knock him out and uh, then start threatening his girlfriend, who the lead singer does turn into Richard Mall at one point mm-hmm. while he's got a machete pushed against her neck. While yeah. she's in an Iron Maiden, sort of. I mean, yeah, it's... yeah it is kind of there is. Yeah, there's the spikes yeah. on the side there. And then uh, Paul finally wakes up long enough to zap him with his laser from his gauntlet for like the fourth time once again. Yeah. Like like the laser on the gauntlet solves all his problems. Yeah, should have just he probably should have just written a program. It's like ten print laser, twenty go to ten. <laughs> and and yeah. again, this this is where like it's basic. None of them talk to each other because they all are like, "How's Paul going to solve this?" Well, I guess I'll just have him use the arm laser. 
Right. They so, all... like, literally, that becomes the solution for every sequence that and then happens. And when they all got, like... got back together after they had all gone and written their separate parts, they're like, okay, we Fuck, can't, you did we the arm laser, too. Everybody did the arm laser? Jesus Christ. We only had 48 hours. We don't have time to reshoot any of this. Everyone has to use the arm laser now. So, but yes, he he zaps he zaps Richard Ball or or the lead singer with the uh with the arm laser and he wins and back to the framing device, which I don't even remember what it is this time. There, there's oh, what a, there, they what, what the, they talk about yeah, in between. Yeah, what they talk about. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Doesn't matter. He comes back they're like, "Hey, you suck, Richard Ball. And yeah. he's like, guess what, Paul? You suck. Now do a thing. The the first couple are just very antagonistic. He's just basically like, you suck. Give me my lady. You know, you're evil. And then he starts kind of rationalizing with them, sort of. I mean, again, maybe in a, in a better written movie, this would be more interesting. But he's basically like, why why exactly are you torturing us? Oh, you're immortal and you have no soul. You're bored. Like, you don't, you know, nothing mm-hmm. excites you, clearly. Uh, yeah. So what do you have better to do? It's like. Maybe you should just use your fucking magic and make something exciting and not torture people, you dick. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Like, this is all I know. Yeah. I had a yeah. broken childhood. <laughs> He's like, God well, threw me out of heaven. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, yeah. He, he, I forgot his, his wonderful cat story he tells. Which yeah, yeah, he tells a story about torturing a cat. But, I, you know, it, it's just a bunch of hooey. Yeah. Like, like it. It's seen chewing. It scene, could be something that would work about the nature of good versus evil and sure. all that if it was written in more than 48 hours. Yes. But anyway, it's not. And so he gets zapped into uh, just a peaceful forest type thing. He's just, Paul's just on the ground snoozing. Oh, yeah. This, and this and one. two little people in like furs come up. and. <laughs> I like their outfits. I think their they, hats they are, are cute. pretty good, even though it looks like they're just wearing diapers. A little bit, but like the hats, I, I, there's something about the hats. Yeah, look yeah, at all your different cute. colored hats. Yeah, yeah but they uh, they steal the gauntlet and uh, run away. And then Paul, they, like, because Paul's bad at this, it takes him a while to go. Oh shit! They stole my gauntlet, the one thing that I use to solve all my problems. Right. <laughs> and uh, then he he. Follows them around until they get to a giant statue, where they leave the gauntlet. Well, it looked like an offering plate. Yeah, they I mean, were they had various the other things there. Yeah, to to their giant monkey statue thing. So of course, Paul goes, "Huh, well, that's fucked up." And then goes, "Well, I guess I got my gauntlet back." Takes it back and tries to tap into it, and it says something like "arcane energy detected." So cue the uh, stop motion giant monkey thing coming to life because he has taken the gauntlet back yeah i mean the the harryhausen stuff it doesn't look that bad i mean when it cuts away to him but the reaction is basically just this thing has come up off its throne is walking towards him uh occasionally shooting beams out of its you know ruby in the center of its head which is clearly its weak point but also just hucking rocks at him too or yeah the little people are on the top of the rocks well i mean he's kind of like you know the big thing is like knocking some stuff around so it's basically just paul like hiding sort of in a ravine while you know styrofoam rocks fall all around him. yep and eventually he shoots the laser he shoots the ear off and then gets better aim the next time shoots it in the in the eye laser Mm -hmm. and uh that solves all paul's problems once again because he wins shoot in the jewel and it'll save your laser yep and he gets zapped back out Hoorah. Who could have predicted? Yep. Uh, and this leads to the next one. Uh, they do some talking. Is this where he he gets tempted by uh, the devil? 
Because the devil's like, well, I'll we, this can all go away if you just give her to me. And he's like, no, that's well, for, not yeah, happening. First time he's just like, I'll let you go free. And he's like, no, thanks. Yeah, it's uh, like, I kind of like, want my girlfriend. And he's like, big pile of gold, start your own empire. And he <laughs> picks up the gold and it's just like, nope. Yeah. And he's like, all right, best offer. <laughs> three for one. Yeah. Uh, and then he just con- conjures three lovely vixen ladies yeah. to show up and dance around. And start rubbing him up. Yeah. And he's like, all the ecstasy you can handle until you can't handle it anymore. Yeah. See, I think and, that- then, and it is funny because Paul's like, uh, uh, and Gwen's like, Paul! <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a b- you, bad idea. I mean, you'd think, you you think the devil would be a better advocate because he'd probably be like, all right, gold and the ladies, done. I mean, because yeah. you, you, I mean, I'm just saying, you had him. He was on the ropes. Like, if you were a used car dealer, you would have seen mm-hmm. he was about to buy. Right. But also, like, you, you can't offer him that deal in front of his girlfriend. If you want him to take it, you lock her away somewhere. In yeah. a... Put her in an abyss, perhaps. Yes. And then, if you can't see his girlfriend going, no, please don't. You got yeah. him. You got him. Listen to us for more devilry de- details and <laughs> yeah. tips. Yeah. Come the, on, the devil. the devil is in the details. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, the podcast. details are for the devil. I yes. don't. Something. Please yes. allow me to introduce myself. Oh man. So. Yeah. They. Uh, that doesn't work. So he's like, fine, I am going to send you to. Uh, the next one is uh, shitty New York. Classic shitty New York. Yeah, classic shitty New York. He's he, laying in an alley. And there's blood. <gasps> oh, no. And a woman's been killed. Oh, no. Well, he first, he, back. first, he finds a headline that Gwen is the latest vic- or 12th victim of the, you know, the New yeah. York slasher or whatever. Yep. Then sees the blood, lifts up some cardboard. I, you know, It's not her. Yeah, I think the, the the idea is it's a red herring, a red blood herring. Yep. A red-headed herring. Yep. And then Richard Mall says, you're reading tomorrow's paper. You have one hour to stop her murder. And, of course, cops pull up and immediately, hey, what have we hey, got going on doing? here? Nice outfit. What's uh, going on here, Buck Rogers? Yeah. And I mean, then, they don't act like that at all. No, they should. They kind of do. I mean, a little bit. But, yeah, and then one guy lifts up the cardboard, sees the dead body, and he's like, oh, yeah, we're arresting you. And so they arrest him. And leave the body behind. Don't, yep. don't call for backup. They just leisurely take him away. Yeah. And they happen to drive by Gwen while he's in the back of the of the police car. He's like, Gwen! And, but he's chained up in a police car. And so this, is, this might be the longest segment, but it's really the one that might have the least things happening. Oh, it's the cheapest to film. It's all present day. No, I mean, the only thing he's wearing is, is you know, his Feltron outfit. Yeah. 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 Feltron. <laughs> and, and we see a little bit of the serial killer's basement where he's got the clippings from all the newspapers. Uh, you know, about oh, yeah. We, yeah, we kind of they, they it's so weird. They keep showing the serial killer's apartment and then like doing everything but show his face like it's going to be some sort of reveal. Like like it's a cameo. Yeah. Or, like, oh, my God, we got Paul. I mean, the, all the curly hair, yeah. black hair. We were like, oh, it's Paul Reiser. <laughs> right. <laughs> but. Especially when he goes up the stairs, but uh, we saw the stair riser, but no yeah. Paul riser. Um, but yeah, and then when he does get revealed, it's just like, who's this Jabroni? <laughs> like, yeah, pretty know. much. Yeah, it's just a random <laughs> schmuck. Yeah. Uh, it's that just accosts, some dork accosts Gwen outside of the uh, rehearsal studio where she's auditioning for some dance part. No. But he solves it with his laser, doesn't he? Yeah, well, Paul breaks out. He, yeah, he lasers his handcuffs to get them open and then lasers the door so he can jump out of the moving car. Well, not so much lasers. That, and, that's and, where it goes back yeah. to pure, I guess, because of the electronic lock, he's able to 
yeah. hack it because he hacked an ATM earlier to get uh, twenty bucks to pay, or right. which overdrew his, his account. Yeah. <laughs> Paul's a schmuck, dumbass. Paul. Well, he's I probably spent all his money on his computer. Yeah, he, he did. Yeah. Which uh, we never mentioned. Uh, I, I don't think we did. His yeah. name's Excalibrate. Right. Is the name that he is given? Yeah, because the full name of the computer is X C A L B R eight. Yeah, yeah. Which he just so, calls a cal, but yeah. But yeah, this is this is the name that uh, the devil has decided to give him is Excalibrate. So, <laughs> but anyway, uh, we we also get Chekhov's Chekhov's jog because the way he his running training has paid off because he's able to run his way to the studio mm-hmm. and. Yeah, get inside and then see that the guy's about to stab her, and he uses the laser. He reflects it off the mirror, hits the guy, hugs her. He's like, hey, I saved you. And she's like, yes, you did. That's good. They hug, and they get zapped out, and then the killer, just like wild-eyed, stands up and just starts slashing at thin air. And then the cops run in because he had the line as he's running in to the building for the audition. There's two girls out there. And what does he tell them? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I love this because, like, look, if you if you actually, I know in, a, in the pre-show I, I made fun of the ease of acting, but if you ever find yourself in an acting gig scenario where you're going for an audition, uh, he runs, there's there's two actor, actresses of the time, mm-hmm. act, female actors, walking out. Spit it out. Yes. <laughs> walking, walking out, and he's like, this is where the auditions are. Uh, and they're like, they just finished. And he's like, call the police. There's going to be a murder. And then now he just runs in. But yeah. the, the end of that is like, I'm going to kill this. <laughs> That's what you should say. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's what you add in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, but no, he doesn't. Uh, but yeah, but but so the police are like, have been notified. You got to come here. And so the killer is just wildly slashing his little scalpel at thin air. Mm-hmm. And the cops grab him. And the cop goes, did you just see what I saw? And he goes, no, I definitely didn't. And he goes, me neither. <laughs> and like, that's just the end of the scene. Somebody had that in their back pocket yeah. for, for this, and I love them for it. Like, I think I, I think you mentioned that you have a, a list of like, oh, good bits lines. of dialogue and oh, yeah. good lines yep. if you ever write a movie. Yeah. This yeah. is one of those that that's... somebody snuck in, and it, mm-hmm. It's the it's the best exchange in this movie, hands down. Yeah, I, I just realized that there's part of Chekhov's jog that never really comes back up, other than perhaps just introducing to the wonderful things that Cal can do. But like as he's jogging down the busy city street, he's hacking all of just with his glasses. He's hacking all the traffic lights so that traffic he never has to stop his jog. That's right. Yeah. Um. That that doesn't that never really comes back up. At least you know in yeah. terms of like it, it probably should have come up in this. Section. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. I think it's. I think they just meant it to yeah. show the breadth of what right. Cal can do. But, but yeah, he, yeah, he's just going through life, you know, fucking other people's lives up. Because yeah, he almost like causes a couple of wrecks as he's just, yeah, you know, he's just jogging. Paul's away. kind of a shit. Yeah, Paul sucks. He's an '80s protagonist though. So he is. He's that, a bit of an it, antagonist. It, it kind of fits. So he's kind of like Paul Allen. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So yeah, he goes back. Uh, I, I, this this might be the one where Richard Mall tells him the story about the cat while he's sitting on a throne petting a cat. Sure. And they're like, "Wow, you suck, buddy." And then yeah, like he's a, like, "The cat's like, I'm a fucking cat." Yeah. And flips the table. Yep. And he's like, "No, you suck." And then he sends him into his next trial where he wakes up uh, outside. We, we we figure he was gonna do the it. It looks like he starts at the Star Trek fight rocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vasquez. Yep. Yeah. And, but uh, he sees he sees like. 
flames and stuff in a cave beneath. And he's like, ah, fucking, I'm not doing this again. Come on, man. And then the, he hears Gwen going, Paul, Paul. So he's like, I'm going to regret this. And then jumps in. And then it just, it's basically a sequence of him throwing rocks at a little troll guy while a little troll guy throws crystals at him. Yeah. For like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the end, the troll guy throws something at the roof, which kind of collapses some rocks on himself. And then he turns into a uh, pretty angel lady who says uh, the way to win was actually never to come in the cavern. I made the same mistake. And he goes, oh, is there anything I can do to help you? And she's like, you already did. And then she trons out. Doesn't really make sense. And then... I mean, it's supposed to be like, a you know, the only thing in the cave is what you bring with you, but it's it, not played It like just doesn't that. make any sense no. whatsoever. It's just two people throwing rocks at each other, and then one kills themselves by accident, and then that sets them free. The only way to win is to not play the game. Yeah. And then is. he's back. Yeah. Something, something, Plato. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. And then uh, this is, they're like, all right, you're a dick. Let us free. Like, how long are we going to keep doing this, man? Like, what's, what the fuck's your problem? And he's like, my problem is I haven't sent you here yet. And so now they're in a desert with a bunch of like. Uh, this is the Mad air- Max sequence, basically. Yeah. Aircraft. Like, there's a bunch of. Ha- you know, gutted old yeah. aircraft. They're, they're basically like around. dune buggies with plastic shit strapped on top of them. Basically, yeah. I mean, they're all like little ATV things that have a bunch of extreme. Yeah, bullshit. they're from what is it, Jared, Gerald, Jaredson, whatever that another Charles Band movie they're okay. from. Yeah, they they so they just had them laying around, obviously, and uh, yeah, it, they. But the difference this time is the two of them are in it together, and they're like actually not separated they're not chained up or anything right. they, they actually they just lost their memory or think there's someone else at any point yeah, yeah they just show up and they're like oh thank god you're here yeah. and then he's like all right well what do we do now and they get immediately get attacked by some the, the some, local yeah, military dude warriors there's no yeah. roads yeah and they take his gauntlet and then he's able to tell the gauntlet to zap them while they're holding it and that once again all his problems are solved by lasers because that knocks them out. And yep. then they just steal a vehicle and start driving away. And she's like, do you know where you're going? And he's like, uh, the the Vegas Hilton. Because, huh. yeah, because he asked where how to get there when the militia uh-huh. knocked him out. I think he wanted to see the Star Trek experience. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. But uh-huh. all this is is him, like, doing the driving thing and doing the yanking the wheel shot of, you know, <laughs> that shot from the dashboard of the guy going, uh, uh, uh. You know, but uh, and her eventually grabbing a gun and doing some good gun face, but also some like, I'm going to close my eyes as I shoot this damn thing. I was going to say, this is like the this is like a great example of bad gun face. I yeah. think I, I, it's yes. funny gun face, but it's horrible. Yeah, gun but face. but she's also like, ah, yeah, like like it's angry, but it's also she's closed her eyes and shot at things. Also, and, I don't know why laser rifles would have as much recoils. They keep pretending that these things do like I mean, she's like acting like it's a 10-gauge shotgun that she's getting blown back every time. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are laser rifles from hell, so... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know. But she's able to blow up the, the little guy's uh, the vehicle, and it rolls, and we're like, oh, it's going to blow up, and then we're like, no, wait, it's a Charles Band movie. Never mind. That thing's not blowing up. No, they saved it for later. They they did yeah. blow up some. 
Yeah. And then she's able to, uh, like, I guess this has given her motivation to get better at shooting because she then shoots the other vehicle. But after, after shooting that, she's like, yeah, we're awesome. And from there, they just decide that they've lost well, control of the vehicle. They said uh, yeah. that his cow, his watch tells him that something has taken control of yeah. the vehicle. And they're like, damn you, Richard Mall. And, uh, he drives them straight into another vehicle, smashes head on, and they both blow up. But I guess they tronned out right before, maybe. I, I don't know. know. I don't know what victory they got, like uh, how that even Oh, no, this was a, this is the, when he gets back, he's like, all right, you lost. And and, and uh, Paul's basically like, this isn't a fucking, you, you just took control of our vehicles and rammed them into somebody else. He's like, this isn't a contest. Like, a contest is you actually doing something. Besides sitting on your ass and, you know, challenge me, you know, basically. Right. And so he goads him into one-on-one, no magic, no technology combat. Um, Except he says there are no rules. Right. Well, and then Gwen points out, rightfully so, that, like, Richard Ball is a fucking giant and you're doomed. <laughs> like, even if it's just mono a mono. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... But, no, he basically, they're able to wrestle a little bit and Paul somehow is on top of Richard Ball Pushing him into... Which is totally not what would happen. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, oh. yeah, clearly. But <laughs> but yeah, somehow is is basically pushing him into a vat of lava down beneath. Like a, a cavern has opened up and there's, there's lava down there. And he eventually uh, pushes him into there and <laughs> then uh, has to try and climb his way back up and tells Cal to do something. And, it, like, and it makes help, a yeah. solid laser... That he's able to hold onto and pull himself up sure. on it. Yeah, he make, it makes a light pull. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and then he goes up to Gwen, unties her, and boom, they get tronned back into their uh, into yeah. their living room where they're still things are still smoking, like the computer smoking and. Well, it was the eighties. Yeah, and it welcomes him back, yeah. and uh, basically she says, "Hey, let's get married." Talk to Cal about it. Yeah, she's like, I, I talked to Cal about it. It probabilities are good. <laughs> yeah, which is a callback to a thing earlier. But then it goes into the credit sequence, which begins playing clips from the movie that we've just watched, saying, all right, this sequence was written by this person and directed by this person. And it's a good 45 seconds to a minute of each scene. Probably yep. more. Yeah, where they just play out part of the scene, and then they put you know the the credit over that part. Oh, do they do the eighties TV thing where they freeze when it's the director part? I, mean, I just feel like that I was always know. a thing. Where no, it, was like, it just showed again, up on top. Team thing. It's just like whenever the credits came up, it always froze in mid action and started back. No, up it didn't. The next credit. I, I don't think it did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But all seven of them, you get uh, a credit sequence for all seven, and we'll watch them fall. And then you get the slowest crawl. Ever. It's a very slow crawl. Oh my god. It, it is the slowest crawl of all the remaining credits. So they were like, we are going to make 70 minutes one way or another. And this is the path we have chosen to do this. Yep. And it's over. Yep. And per our own rules, uh, this is the part where we usually come up with a rating for said thing. Yeah, three bags. <laughs> wow. 
I I did not like this. It, none of it makes sense, and it's not even like Richard Mall is the only reason it's not getting like a lower rating, because well, two reasons. One, it's seventy three fucking minutes, like that's not that big an investment of time. Like mm-hmm. if this had been a two hour movie and still had been nonsense, I'd been pissed. But also Richard Mall just chewing scenery the entire time saves it from being bottom but i just i didn't drive any enjoyment from it none of it makes any goddamn sense but there is some good some good costuming and some good little puppet work on the little weird guy Mm -hmm. but even then these were all things that were already existing for other movies i'm sure right they just lumped them in they like like you said they found a prop room and they're like all right let's just let's just do some shit let's light up and write a movie boys yeah but but I mean I I know I've said it a bunch of times, but it really does feel like each one of these was a forty eight hour film festival movie that just they fucked around for twenty four of those forty eight hours. I was gonna say it's a little bit insulting to a lot of the forty eight hour film fest movies I've seen, but not all of them. But I'm not wrong. Not all of them. You're not, I'm wrong. not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, I'm also gonna go three bags. Uh. It's weird when a movie feels like it's both short and long, right? Mm-hmm. Like it felt like more and less yep. than 73 minutes. Yeah. Like how how did some of that take so long to do nothing and how did some some of it do nothing so quickly? Yeah. Most of those scenes were nothing. It was Cal does laser stuff. Yeah. The I, end. I I think that's the 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 some real <laughs> the real yeah. problem is there's just no like even if you're doing a little vignette, you do kind of like a one, two, three, like setup, yeah. action, resolution. Yep. Like, and none of them even have that. It's mostly just setup and resolution. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah, I, it, I don't know how. I don't know. I don't know how you how you mess this up. I mean, I guess I do now, but before this, I couldn't fathom how you'd mess this up because it seems like it's, you know. It seems like it's pretty one-two punch. I mean, it's, it's this, you give seven directors seven different scenes and like, yeah. all right, pick a sin and do that. Exactly, Jesus Christ, yeah. why is it so hard? Yeah, we just fixed it. Pick a sin. Yeah. He's sort of not appearing in this movie. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe it was due to his visit last week. Perhaps Chuck rubbed off of me, and I haven't completely cleaned it up yet. But uh, um, <laughs> I. I'm going to give this a single jocks. There's something about this movie that is watchable to me. I don't understand it. And like most Charles band movies usually piss me off because mm-hmm. of all of the things that we've just said, maybe I just needed this tonight. I don't know. Like in excess. Okay. I, I've had those. Man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just like it. it uh, the, the like Paul is not the worst in actual. I mean, Paul, Paul, the character is kind of a shithead. The guy playing Paul is not the worst person doing mm-hmm. these kind of movies we've seen he has some personality he's uh he he actually sort of emotes at times and, and he's not smarmy either. yeah he's not completely smarmy and he like kind of sort of changes like has a little bit of a character arc at least like i just feel mm-hmm. like his his personality changes somewhat Gwen is is a pretty lady she looks like 80s amanda pete uh mm-hmm. um yeah richard mall is like you know overacting in a great way and i i like it all i mean i just I don't like it all. I mean, there's a lot of like bullshit in this, but like, I just, I think I just like the sum of its parts enough to give it a single jocks and say, this is at least worth watching for some sort of, if nothing else for the birth of Adam Savage's 
usurped yeah. line. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and and I'm pretty sure yeah, Chuck, Chuck did a video review on this one way back when, and I believe he gave it three out of five. So he huh. he liked it more than we did. I I would have to watch his review again to see like what he uh, points out, but. Chuck also just likes goofiness. I do know? too. Sometimes. And there's yeah. and there is a lot of goofiness in this. I can see just I can see him beaming from ear to ear when the wasp section started. I mean, a yeah. because it's him, and b because he likes yeah. those kind of things. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but I, I just quiet riot documentary. That's true. I I wasn't feeling it, man. You didn't feel the noise. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and for once, that Chuck's not here. I actually did a proper quiet riot song because we misattributed like every song <laughs> just to piss him I off i know i know well now yeah. so yeah if you listen to harlow you'll watch it but yeah. that, this side of the table not feeling the love not really well if you girls want to write these boys <laughs> Why don't you hit us up? BMF at bmfcast.com. That's our email address. If you want to uh if you want to give us a call, I don't have any more quiet riot things to uh to reference, but if you want to give us a call, 9105 Jocks BMF or 9105569263. That's the Garfield Hotline. Let us know what you're thinking about. Let us feel your noise by calling. Uh also bmfcast.com, that's our website. Please visit it occasionally. And uh Sure. Something we would like you to visit once and then uh, leave running forever is patreon.com slash bmfcast. That's where you can give us a number of dollars a month of your choosing to receive uh, some delightful prizes, including but not limited to extra podcasts. and uh, Also the pleasure of helping keep the lights on. Pleasure of helping keep yeah. the lights on. Advanced notification of what happens with regards to our show and the movies that we watch so that you can pre-prepare if you want to. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, one dollar, five dollars, a thousand dollars a month. Whatever you want to give is okay by us. And uh, many thanks to our patrons, small and large, all over the world, present, past, and future. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Well said. Sweet. Well, I think that'll just about wrap this here episode up. Are we in agreement? Shall we get out of here? Yes. All right. Well, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. And this is Bamcast Out. We'll see you next time. Motherfuckers. Boo. <laughs>